Welcome to the Let Your Light Shine Bright podcast. I'm your host, Desiree, and this is the podcast where we teach on Christian development, self-development tips for Christians. And today, we are actually going to be continuing a topic that we talked about last week. Last week, we talked about, well, first of all, before I get into last week, welcome to the podcast if you are new. Welcome back if you are a returning listener. I'm so grateful for you to be here and to be listening to the podcast. Um, And as always, I pray that this blesses you because I kind of have fun doing this. You know, I, I was on the fence about doing it, but I actually really like podcasting especially when I get to study on topics and share with everyone who listens. And so, again, I just pray that this is blessing everyone. It really blesses me and it's helping me grow. And so, yes, I just want to thank you all for listening. Um, so welcome. Welcome back. Welcome. Last week, we talked about the need for Christians to grow in their capacity to love I think last week was a very interesting episode because it was one of the first episodes that I actually did some historical facts and it was kind of new for me to, you know, really do that research and what I learned was that the world is looking for love after, you know, terrorist attacks and bombings and mass shootings and riots and people are asking where is the love and as the body of christ we're supposed to be examples of god's love but not a lot of people turn to the body of christ to get the love that they're looking for after such events instead they go to other people in the world and so we have built this foundation and we have realized you know we need to do a lot of work on this area you know we can know all the scriptures, we can speak in the language of angels and hear prophecy and God's words and understand everything. Well, not understand everything, but, you know, have revelation from God. But if we have no love, it is all pointless. And so, because we need to really understand how to grow in our love, um, I made that podcast episode last week because I myself need to grow in my capacity to love others and I'll tell you this um as a result of doing last week's episode of recording that episode it's kind of like you know the Holy Spirit has been showing me ways that I have to be more tolerant when it comes to people and so it's not like I'm just saying this because I've mastered the the topic of loving others it's just it's just amazing how god can use me to speak to other people but it is also for me because yeah i don't know i just want to say that um i just don't want people to think that i'm like an expert or anything because i'm not i'm i'm really learning how to love people who don't think like me and how to love people who are um struggling in their faith and how to love people who you know, I disagree with or have had a disagreement with. So it's it's very much a process, but it's also, you know, very rewarding to let the Lord grow you in that area of loving others. So 
that's enough of last week's episode. On today's episode of the podcast, we are actually going to be talking about how to express love. You know, I did not, I forgot to mention this last week, but it was such a drawn out topic. I just wanted to leave it at that. So this week, we're actually going to be talking about ways on how to express love. Um, Again, you know, the world has taught us love is just a feeling. And so when you feel like loving someone, that's when it's appropriate or that's when it's applicable when you feel like being nice to someone that's when you should do it instead of just having that mindset of it doesn't matter what i feel like this is what i have grown into because of how god has raised me up in this area and so biblical love is again it's not just what we feel it's not about just what we feel it is a feeling but it's not solely based on what we feel hold on let me move my mic um real quick i feel like my mic is like kind of far off okay there we go (laughs) so it's not just a feeling but it's an expression it's an action it's several actions and so we are going to be going back to first corinthians 13 and i want to read it again because what i found in reading first corinthians 13 i think it was hold on let me get my bible so i can direct you in the right place I try to have my Bible app open. I just don't have it open right now. So um, let me get this and I'll be right back. Okay, so we learned about the definition of love in 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 7. And so when we read 1 Corinthians uh, 13, 4 through 7, we read that love is patient, kind, is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It's not irritable. It keeps no record of being wronged. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up. Love never loses faith. Love is always hopeful. Love endures through every circumstance and so when god is giving us this commandment to love him with all our heart all our mind and all our soul and then he tells us to love our neighbors as ourself what i have found that if god is telling us to love our neighbors as ourselves that means god is really telling us to be patient with our neighbors but also to be patient with ourselves, to be kind to our neighbors, but also to be kind to ourselves, to not be jealous or boastful or proud when it comes to our neighbors and not to ourselves either, not to be rude to our neighbors and not to be rude to ourselves. So what I'm saying is the definition of love is it it's an action. It's actionable. You can express love in an actionable way and so that's what we're going to be talking about today so i also want to mention how the bible says that god is love and so if god is love and love is 
again, patient and kind, that that really just shows you the characteristics of God right here as well. And so if you really are, you know, not understanding who God is, I um, I just want to mention this point that you can read his some of his characteristics right here, you know, God is love. And so if the because the word of God is saying that love is patient and kind, not jealous or boastful or proud, we can also conclude that God is patient and kind and he's not jealous. Well, he's jealous for us. Um, but, you know, when it comes to being, quote unquote, jealous of other gods, that's just not that's that doesn't even sound reasonable or comprehensible that God, the most high, could be jealous of any other God in that sense, you know, and so he's definitely jealous for our affection, but not in um, any other kind of jealousy, is, if that's what I'm saying. Um, he's not prideful, he's not boastful, he's not rude, he does not demand his own way, he's not irritable. And so again, if you want to really see some of the characteristics of God, just know that God is love. And so when you also read 1 Corinthians uh, 13, 4 through 7, you can read some of the characteristics of God. And so I just found that to be really, really beautiful. So because love is an express, because love is a multitude of things, we can express it in different ways as well. And so I, I like to put it this way. If God is telling you to love someone that you just had a disagreement with he's not necessarily telling you to have feeling have a feeling of love he's not necessarily expecting you to feel love for that person because he knows the emotions of humans he knows how it is to become you know offended well I don't think he's ever been offended, but, you know, I can't really speak on that. But he, he, because Jesus Christ walked on this earth, he understands the humanity of mankind. And for that reason, he's not expecting us to be robotic in this type of love. He's expecting us to do more than just feel love. He's expecting us to be patient and to be kind and to um, keep no record of being wronged. And so again, if God has recently told you to love someone that you've just had a disagreement with, what we can really see is that he's also telling you, you know, it's not just about the feeling of loving that person, but it's about being patient with them. It's about being kind to them. It's about not being rude to them and not demanding your own way when it comes to the situation it, it's about not being irritable and so we can go down the list of what love is and see that it's not just a feeling but it is all of these all of these things as well and because it's so many things i wanted to sum it up in three ways well it's really four ways but i'm gonna really hit home on three three ways that you can express biblical love and so again i i really hate to reiterate and i know i keep saying the word love a lot but i mean that's what we're talking about so <laughs> i kind of have to continue to say the word but um i know that can kind of be irritating so i'm sorry so when we are again when god is asking us to express love and 
he's telling us to love the person that doesn't think like you. He's telling you to... Sorry, he's telling you to um, not demand your own way. Because if you think about it, a lot of people who disagree with people and can't get along with people or love people who don't think like them, it's because that person is walking in a, a level of pride and they demand their own way. And when it's not their way, they disagree and just hate everyone else. So we're going to go into three things. Oh, it's really four, but three. Three examples of how we can express love so when god is calling us as the body of christ to love one another that's another thing i want to mention before i get into these examples is that the world is looking when the world looks at us for love and they don't see it it could be because us in the body of christ don't show love to one another as well it's not that we don't even show love to other people but it's how we show love to one another in the body of christ it's a it's really hard to find unity in the body of christ because a lot of people have a lot of different theologies and it's not any it's not god's fault it's just the fact that we're all flesh and we all like to have our own opinions and we all like to you know, stick with what we know. And this is where we have to become tolerable. And this is where we have to understand that we can't have it our way, especially if it's wrong. And that's why it says love um, does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. And that's how we should be. So, you know, we as the body of Christ have to come together and love one another on another level so that when the world looks at the body of Christ, they can see really the pure love of God. And so I just want to make it known that I think we have to start within ourselves and show each other love before the world can really, you know, point to us and say, hey, that's how we're supposed to love. In fact, I think... I want God's love more than anything else, and I'm going to give my life to Christ. So, you know, again, it's a working progress. We're not perfect. Nobody's perfect. And loving is, it's, it's such a, it's such a topic that we have to not brush over because it's, if it's the greatest commandment that Christ has given us, then we have to really understand how to walk in it so the first example of or the first way to express love that i found in my own life but also in the life of christ is through prayer and so again when let's say you know you just had again a disagreement with someone and god is looking to you asking you to just love that person and maybe in that moment you can't really you know bring yourself to talk to that person face to face because they may have said something really harsh but in this moment if that's the case then i would definitely go in prayer now um this is really beautiful uh, what i'm about to read it's john 17 let me pull it up real quick it's in this moment that Jesus is about to um, be handed over to the Roman soldiers to be crucified. 
and it's right before he goes to the cross and in this moment he has a prayer to the father and it's it's probably one of the most beautiful prayers that i have really come to appreciate because he's basically covering and praying for the disciples that he is about to leave you know so i'm gonna read i'm not gonna read all of john 17 i'm just going to read john um 17 no, i'm gonna read john 17 9 through 11 and today i'm gonna be reading out of the nlt version if you want to uh, follow along or if you just want to make a note of it so um okay John 17, 9 through 11. My prayer is not for the world, but for those you have given me, because they belong to you. All who are mine belong to you, and you have given them to me, so they bring me glory. Now I am departing from the world, they are staying in this world, but I am coming to you. Holy Father, you have given me your name. Now protect them by the power of your name so that they will be united just as we are. What I really want to hone in on is the latter part of John 17, 11, And it says, Holy Father, you have given me your name. Now protect them by the power of your name so that they will be united just as we are so basically jesus is praying for his disciples in this moment to the father that he will protect them by the power of his name because jesus jesus is about to be ascending to the father and so he'll no longer be with them and so in this moment jesus expresses his deep love for his disciples through prayer and in this prayer he's basically asking the father to protect them to protect the ones that he loves and so i thought that was so beautiful because i mean i I really wish i could read all of john 17 because the prayer is just so beautiful but i would definitely recommend that you read that prayer because it just really shows you the love that jesus has for his disciples like can you okay i know i said this i think i said this like two weeks ago but I'm going to mention it again because it's just so good. I have been watching The Chosen and it's just blessed me so much. And I realized, you know, through watching The Chosen, I got to really see the relationship between Jesus Christ and his disciples. And I don't know why it wasn't like clicking in my head that Jesus actually loved them. You know, he he wasn't just, you know distant in actually loving them and caring for them no he actually loved them and it probably hurt him to have to depart from them and so i can you know really tell the heart of jesus right here and his love for his disciples because of this beautiful prayer that he prayed um over his disciples and so again one of the ways that we can express love is through prayer prayer is beautiful it is powerful god is amazing at answering our prayers he always hears our prayers but he may not answer them you know in the way that we expect it or right away and i just want to keep that i just want to put that out there because i don't want you to think that god is deaf he's not deaf he hears everything um 
Everything that the righteous pray, he hears. It's just in in the matter of his timing, his divine timing, that he answers in the way that he does. And so, don't ever think that God doesn't hear your prayers or your cries because he does and he is faithful to answer you. So, in this moment, you know, again, Jesus is praying for his disciples to the Father and he's basically just praying that God is going to protect them through his name as he ascends to heaven. And so, he's really just giving the Father his children back because you know christ came to do what he did and it was pretty much over at this point and so i also want to mention praying for our enemies because again this is another form of this this is we're talking about expressing love and we're not just talking about expressing love for people in the body of Christ, but also for the people that persecute us. And so I am going to be pulling from Matthew 5, 44 through 48. And I'm just going to sum it up. I'm not going to read it, but it's in this moment that Jesus is really telling the disciples the, the, I won't, I won't say he's doing away with what they learned from the law because that's not what he did. He didn't take away from the law. He fulfilled the law. And so, in this moment, Jesus is really, I would say, expounding upon the law in a way that he could only do. He's telling the disciples, you've heard that, you know, you're supposed to love thy neighbor and hate thy enemy. Then he says, you're no longer going to do that. In fact, from this day forward, you're going to bless those that curse you, you're going to do good to those that hate you, and you're going to pray for those that despitefully use you and persecute you. Otherwise, you're no different than those in the world. And so what Jesus is basically saying is, you know, it's easy to be hateful to someone who hates you, right? But now I want you to love your enemies. And now I want you to pray for your enemies. Because again, through my own life, the way that I can express love to someone is through prayer. Okay. I want to say this real quick. Do you know prayer takes a level of faith? And it's not just a... Prayer takes a level of faith, and for me, it feels like when I'm praying for someone that I can't really explain or I can't really get to or whatever the prayer is, when I'm praying for someone that I love and that I care about and that I want to see flourish and do good, it takes a level of faith from me to pray that prayer. Or let's say I'm praying for someone that I just had a disagreement with, that takes a level of faith and energy out of me. And so when I'm praying and interceding, it really does take take something out of me to do it. It takes effort. It takes energy. It builds love within me. Again, especially if I've just had a disagreement with someone and then I go to the Lord and I say, Lord, if I was wrong, I repent, Lord, you know, I forgive this person, um, Father, forgive me. And so it takes a level of uh, energy. <laughs> it, it really takes energy. 
and effort and faith to pray for your enemies but also to pray for your brothers and sisters and so it's not like it's just oh god bless them and i'm done i mean you could pray that but you know it's just the posture of your heart when you pray and so um again it's an it's an expression of love because it really takes a level of giving yourself to pray for others and that's what i was trying to get to um <laughs> So again, the first one that the first way to express love is through prayer. Prayer is beautiful. You know, we can talk about people all day long, but when we start to get on our knees and pray for them, that's when the real shift happens. Again, it may not happen right away, but pray without ceasing and I promise God hears your prayers and he will answer. Um you will reap if you do not faint. So we are going to be moving on to the second way to express love. And the second way that I found um, to express love in my own life is by serving. Now, this is something that also has brought out humility in me. Again, we're going back to the three types of people that God will send into our lives to help us grow in our capacity to love. And we have those that we... Um, have had a disagreement with we have those that are struggling in their faith and we have those that don't think like us and with those three types of people it can be hard to serve them because if you think about especially again if you had a disagreement with this person you don't want to serve them anything in fact you want to be far and far away from them as possible but serving those who you've had a disagreement with serving those in the body of christ that don't think like you it it shows the love that you have and it it shows god's love and the way that i you know kind of um kind of came to this conclusion is that not only in my own life have i seen that serving when i don't feel like it is an expression of love but I went ahead and I did a little checklist and, you know, serving takes a level of long-suffering. Serving takes a level of being kind. Um, when you serve someone, you're not dishonoring them and when you're serving, you're not, you're definitely not being prideful because it's a position of humility. And again, this is, these are all, you know, definitions of what love is and so, it definitely fits into expressing love because serving takes love to do so. It takes love to serve someone that you don't think like or that you've had a disagreement with. So two biblical examples that I'm going to give you are... Well, I'm, I'm actually going to give you... Mm, I'm going to give you three... So the first example that we have is Saul and David. Again, Saul and David, <laughs> if you haven't read that story, um, Saul was once king of Israel until the Lord, you know, dethroned him and put David in his place. But in this place of transition, David was actually one of Saul's, um, he played the he played music to soothe the tormenting spirit that Saul had and he was a part of Saul's armor bearer 
I think he was actually an armor bearer. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't have the exact scriptures pulled up right now. But during this time, David has an opportunity to actually kill Saul. And he doesn't do it because he understands, for one, the, uh, the Lord's anointing. He honored the Lord's anointing upon Saul. And so he showed love in this manner by keeping no record of being wronged. Um, he did not delight in evil in this moment. And he was protecting Saul. And he was being kind and he did not dishonor him. And so this is, again, a it's an amazing example of what it's like to really love others that have done you wrong because at any moment David could have betrayed Saul but he didn't and it was because for one David loved the Lord with all his heart but he also had a level of respect and honor for King Saul and he also served in the king's house, even with Saul being jealous of him. And so um, that's one example of serving and how it is a way of expressing love. And then the second example that I have is John 13, 4 through 16. I am not reading all of that, but, you know, it was during this time that Jesus is again he's about to go to the cross but before he goes to the cross he begins teaching his disciples about washing each other's feet and washing someone's feet is a level of serving and so he starts to wash his disciples the the feet of the disciples and in this moment again he's showing them that humility is needed in them because if jesus can wash the feet of his disciples then they can wash each other's feet. And so this was another form of him expressing his love. And it's really because, again, in this moment, he's actually teaching them truth. He is, you know, pouring into them what they need. And I feel like when we pour into others, it's an expression of godly love. And so um that is a another example and then the last example that i have for you all well it's not an example but it's just a very important scripture that i want to mention it says um in matthew 20 28 it says for even the son of man came not to be served but to serve others and to give his life as a ransom for many and if we go back to John thir uh, John three sixteen, I'm sorry, that God so loved the world that He gave His be His only begotten Son, and so again, serving and giving. Actually, giving is another form of expressing love. I hmm, I should have wrote that one down. Giving and serving kind of go somewhat hand in hand, and so. Oh my God, I keep saying so a lot. I am very sorry. I have to catch myself sometimes because when I'm editing my podcast, I get so annoyed because I'm like, why do I keep saying the same word? Uh, I hate filler words. They're very annoying. Okay, enough of that. <laughs> we, oh yeah, let me sum that up real quick. 
so again oh my god (laughs) again the second example or the second way to express love is through serving and serving takes a level of long-suffering um uh, long-suffering kindness reliability it's not self-seeking and it takes a level of humility and that is what love is and so um (laughs) we're going to be moving on to the last example the last way to express love is by covering one another and i absolutely find this to be very rare nowadays um and you know i i have my own opinion about certain things however i just don't think for me personally i would not find it beneficial to call other people out on my platform i just don't think that's what i want to use my platform for and i base it off of the fact that we're supposed to be covering one another and so when it mean what it means to cover one another it it really means again to just protect instead of kicking and exposing those that do something out of their flesh or do something that is sinful in a sinful nature i believe that we should cover one another and so galatians 6 1 says that if anyone is overtaken by a fault those that are spiritual should restore them in the spirit of meekness considering yourself because it could have easily been you that was tempted and so that's not verbatim by the way um i just kind of summed it up in that manner and what i really got from this scripture was at some level we're all on the verge of falling (laughs) because and i I don't want to put I don't want to make it seem like it's easy to fall. Okay. Because I could get on a whole nother topic and I, I want to stay focused. I don't want it to seem like it's easy for the devil to tempt you. If you are building your relationship with Christ, it will probably be um, a new topic for you to learn how to resist the devil and how to resist the temptation but if you are one that has been spending time with the lord it's all about making sure that we spend time with the lord because even the elect will be tempted even the elect will fall away even the elect will fall for the tactics of satan and so in this knowledge we have to be careful and not be prideful that oh well i spend time with god every day so me falling for the temptation that's just out of the question um yes and no yes you should be confident in the god that you serve because greater is he that is in you than he that is of the world and god always gives us a way out and god always makes a way for us to overcome temptation that is very very true however i don't want it to also be like oh well i can never do anything wrong again because 
we do have a sin nature and so if per se we you know I think we sometimes forget that pride is actually a sin and so if we're if we have a prideful mentality in this that I could never fall like they did that's also a sin being prideful um if that makes sense I think I confused myself okay anyways so I really want to just say we're just we're not too far away from falling like our fellow brothers and sisters in Christ we have ways to overcome temptation we well we have the way to overcome temptation through the Holy Spirit but just just keep in mind that we're all human I guess that's what I'm trying to say and that we all fall short of God's grace of God's glory and for those that fall and do something you know out and do something in their flesh is it really necessary to try to expose them to try to call them out of their name i'm not saying it's inappropriate to let people know that this is wrong but when we're trying to expose people in a derogatory way and then we create gossip columns about them and we just try to quote unquote cancel them that's not biblical love um and so i think we should do a lot more covering not being fake but just making sure that we cover one another in another way this kind of actually goes hand in hand with praying for one another because the way that we cover one another is through prayer but it is also through making sure that we minister to one another and so i just don't want to throw christians away who have fallen or, or who have done something wrong because of one incident or two incidences I, I just don't think it's fair to just cast them out and just throw them away like they are nothing to god anymore and when that's not the case so this goes back to um keeping no record of being wronged and not dishonoring others but in this moment you are protecting them you're being reliable you're hoping that their life will um just continue in christ and so this this is what covering is all about the last scripture that i'm going to give you is luke twenty two thirty two, and it says but i have and this is jesus jesus speaking by the way it says but i have pleaded in prayer for you simon that your faith should not fail so when you have repented and turned to me again strengthen your brethren so in this moment jesus is speaking to simon peter and he's saying i have pleaded in prayer for you again this is jesus covering aka praying for peter aka protecting peter in prayer through prayer through covering him that his faith should not fail and then he goes so when you have repented and turned to me again strengthen your brethren." at this moment simon did not deny jesus this was before simon denied jesus and so basically jesus is saying i'm covering you because i know you're going to deny me but when you repent because i know you're going to when you do and you 
You're going to turn to me again, strengthen your brethren. So this is a, again, a, a great example of praying. And it is a great example of protecting one another through prayer. So when I'm talking about covering one another, wow, did I just jumble up all those words? When I talk about covering one another, I'm basically talking about protecting one another. And this is, again, a way that we can express love. So the last one that I had was speaking truth. But to be honest, this one was kind of hard, but it is a very... It is an expression of love to speak truth um, and not to just lie to someone because you don't want someone to live in deception. I think that that's kind of like a sign that you don't love someone if you let them live in deception. But if you're willing to speak truth to someone, even though they may not agree or they may be struggling in their faith it still shows that you love them because you're willing to continue to speak into their lives. And I know the Bible says to not cast our pearls before swine, but um, when it comes to people that God has put in your life, I think that it's okay to just speak truth to them. And you should at this moment speak truth to them. You should at this moment cover them and um, serve them and pray for them. And so... I mean, this could be a, a boss that you have that is struggling with their faith and your way of serving is to actually be working for them, but then you can go into prayer for them and then you can cover them and minister unto them and then you can, again, speak truth. And so these are the four ways that we can express love, biblical love. Because love is so many other things, um, according to the Bible, which is the written word of God, the true definition of love is so much more than just a feeling. We have to learn and understand how to express it because it is so many different things. How do we show that type of love? And so I pray that this was helpful. You know, I, I, I get to learn from these podcast episodes as I go and I think that this is definitely an eye-opener for me and I pray that this helped you understand how to express love and not just know what love is. Um, I think that is going to wrap up the topic of love but we'll see. <laughs> I never know what the Holy Spirit has for me to speak on. So, oh my god. I need to find another word besides so. Whew. Okay. Um, again, thank you so much for listening to the Let Your Light Shine Bright podcast. And we will see you next Friday at 8 a.m. for another episode.